Welcome to the Tips for Homeschool Science Show, where we're breaking down the lofty ideals of teaching science into building blocks you can use in your homeschool. I'm Paige Hudson, and for season three of this podcast, I'm sharing 10 lessons that I've learned from my 10 plus years of homeschooling. I hope that all of these lessons will help you on your homeschooling journey. I would love to connect with you beyond the earbuds. You can find me at Instagram at Elemental Science or drop me an email through the link on our website, which is ElementalScience.com. Before we begin today's lesson, I have a quick disclaimer to add. I don't claim to know everything there is to know about homeschooling, but these 10 lessons are ones that I've found important and useful in my homeschool journey, and I trust that you will too. So with that out of the way, let's dig in to today's lesson. Another important lesson I have learned in my 10 plus years of homeschooling is to jump off the wheel of ifs. I think that as a mom who stays at home or who works from home and homeschools, we often bite off more than we can chew because we're pulled in so many different directions. And thanks to Instagram and Pinterest, we can often feel like if we just figured out that magic bullet or that secret sauce, we could actually do it all. We're not selfish in how we're trying to fit it all in. We're trying to do the things we enjoy for the people we love. The things that pull on our time are often good things. But as someone once told me, if you work all the time, even it's something you love, you're going to crash and burn. But I didn't listen at least not at first. And that's what led me to share this lesson with you today. You see, I love what I do for work. I love homeschooling our children. I love creating an environment that is peaceful and filled with joy. I love cooking meals for my family. And I believed I could do all that on my own without any help, as long as I just kept doing and going and never resting and never taking a moment for myself. I'm the type of person who likes to always have something going. There are more ideas in my head than I can possibly complete. So I just kept thinking of all the ifs that would make it possible for me to fit it all in. If I could just get up earlier, if I could just stay up later, if I could just manage to dust the shelves and teach math, if I could just write a blog post and listen to my child read, if I could just listen to that podcast while I wash the dishes, if I could just, if I could, if the never-ending wheel of ifs played through my head constantly, and it was slowly driving me crazy. I was constantly overwhelmed by all that I wanted to do, and honestly, it was a recipe for disaster, and I was quickly headed towards crash and burn. It was apparent to my husband and all those close to me that I needed to create rest in my day. I needed to get off the wheel of ifs and be satisfied with the reality of I am able, because the reality is that we can't do it all. If that all is defined by the things we think we should be doing, if we just had that secret solution for fitting it all in, but we are able to make room for the things that we define as important in our lives. Here's how I got off the wheel of this and avoided crash and burn in our homeschool. It all started with rest. The first thing I did was to schedule rest. This seems so simple, but it's not. I literally had to learn how to rest. As a family, we decided we would take off one day a week to really rest. No work allowed, no making plans for homeschool, just relaxing, reading books, playing games, enjoying being around each other, 
Rest was a discipline I had to practice at, but I'm so glad I did because learning how to rest has restored my sanity. And then I had to make sure I knew my priorities. Along with scheduling rest, we laid out our priorities. We knew that something had to give in order to make room for that rest. We all only have 24 hours in our day, some of which we need to sleep and eat in. Trust me, you can't skip those things. So we need to know what our priorities are so that we can choose what to fill our day with. Knowing what's important helps us to be able to decide which activities need to be done and which ones can wait for another day and which ones we really don't need to be involved with at all. And finally, I got organized. So once you've scheduled rest and you know your priorities, you can organize your day. I found that when I structure or organize my day, it alleviates a lot of stress that leads to burnout because I know I'll have time to work, play, and rest. I've also learned that I don't do so well with a by-the-minute schedule. Instead, I have a general flow to my day. I keep a calendar on the fridge with anything that has to be done at a specific time because honestly, if it's not written down, I probably won't make it there. I also make a meal plan and a homeschool plan each week before we go grocery shopping. This way, I can make sure we have the supplies we'll need to do science and art and that we'll have food to eat during the week. And by the way, nowadays, I actually use the online shopping and just pick it up. It saves me like a whole hour each week to have someone else do the shopping. My meal plan is more like a list of possibilities. So we pick and choose what'll work for that day. We clean one section of the house each day during the week, and I keep that list on the side of the fridge too. And then I keep a notepad on my desk so I can write down things that need to be done eventually when I have a pocket of time. And when I have that time, I do something on the list and cross it off. Writing it all out helps me remember what needs to be done, and it helps me to organize my days, and it reduces my stress, so I'm not so worried that I'll forget something important. So these three things, rest, priorities, and organization, have helped me jump off the wheel of ifs and prevented me from crashing and burning. I'm only able to do so much with each day, and with a plan in place, these things get done, and I'm able to lay aside the fear of the things not done. It's taken some time to adjust to it all, but in the end, the result is a healthier me, which in turn creates a happier family because I can be there for them. We have food on the table and our house is clean-ish. Plus, we get to science, history, art, poetry, and music just about every week. So if you want some more tips on how to create an effective plan for science, check out episode 21 in season one where I share a few tools to help you plan out my favorite subject. Thanks for listening, and I hope you leave our time together encouraged in your homeschooling journey. Let me know what you think by leaving a rating or review in iTunes or in the podcasting app you use to listen to the Tips for Homeschool Science show. I would really appreciate you taking the time to do this as it encourages those of us who work so hard to put this podcast together for you to enjoy, and it also helps others find this podcast. I can't wait to share another lesson that I've learned in our homeschooling journey in our next episode. But until then, I hope you have a great week playing with science. This podcast is free for you to enjoy thanks to the programs we offer at Elemental Science. Our company got its start one day over 10 years ago with a simple question. If you're doing all that work to create science curriculum for our daughter because you can't find what you needed... Don't you think someone else is looking for the same thing? And with a whole lot of work, those simple plans for our homeschool became the several lines of award-winning science curricula we offer today. 
At Elemental Science, our goal has always been to provide you with easy-to-use science plans to help you share the wonders of science with your students. Come see how we can help you teach science at ElementalScience.com.